for one more time. Don't you love being in front of a mic? I do. It's like so, uh, it gets me going. I don't know, my voice sounds like a, a shrill gypsy. Hello and welcome to your high thoughts. I'm Tyler Beck. I've got Logan. He was on, uh, I think, two or three episodes ago. Oh, what, yes. what again do you do, Logan? So, oh, I am actually a journalist. So I came here to actually talk about legal cannabis. Um, as most people read my articles know, I am a legal medical cannabis patient. But also, um, I actually did work for CannabisNewsBox.com and the Ultra Health Company, who runs dispensaries in New Mexico, where I got to learn a lot about the science behind weed, write about the status quo of it. Um, also to my left, um, we actually brought um, former dispensary worker Randy Rice. Um, I brought him to uh, essentially help us demonstrate and explain kind of the ground floor of it. Yes. So if you caught it, I did say your high thoughts instead of your your thoughts. This is the first episode in potentially a series of episodes about cannabis. And if you can see the table, we have a variety of different <laughs> objects to people who have no idea what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, some of it looks we have really drugs, strange guys. when... If, if you look at it out of context, you know, if like I, if I give a syringe <laughs> with a rubber cap on it that's full of a dark liquid, most people would would make wild assumptions. Automatic assumption is, is that heroin? Yeah. I think <laughs> which, I'm going to leave. Which, by the way, if your heroin's this dark, um, you should not use it. It's probably bad. <laughs> and that is the last time we are talking about heroin person I brought on this show. <laughs> Yeah, stick to yeah. cannabis. Yeah, Don't make any sure. assumptions, people. This is not the same thing. No. At all. <laughs> yes. Um, anywho, uh, so I actually want to start off the conversation kind of talking about the um, status quo of, you know, kind of the state of uh, where we come from, if you're watching from um, another state, possibly. Um, so Arizona, um, we have medical cannabis, and which means is for certain conditions, we are allowed to treat those conditions and go to doctors and get certification to carry around certain amounts of cannabis in concentrated, edible, and smokable form. I specifically use it for muscle spasms from a surgery I got in 2012, but many other people use it. Um, in Arizona, there's different laws in every state, but right now Arizona, Arizona only has medical, so that's where we're coming from. Um, so one of the things I also want to talk about is, you know, problems with cops and, um, kind of the things that, uh, what happens, you know, with, uh, medical cannabis. Um, some tips that you may want to take is always have your med card with you when you are, um, when you are bringing your weed out and about. Right. Um, the, the med card. Exactly. Always have the med card. But also I wanted to give a Whoops. quick tip. Always remember that you could, if you have a dispensary receipt, you could actually keep that and show that to the cop because it has your ID number on that and they could look you up. Really? I yep. didn't know that. That actually happened to me once. I'm not going to describe the case because this isn't Judge Judy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, I forgot my gavel. <laughs> Baloney! <laughs> I believe is that catchphrase. <laughs> What is this, like a radio show? But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give a, a few quick tips about, you know, kind of how to deal with the police in, like, a medical cannabis state. And, you know, it's different than you would counter in somewhere like um, somewhere like uh, Alabama where it's not legal. Um, what kind of experience have you had with medical cannabis, Randy? Well, um, 
from a medical standpoint, I started when my grandfather had cancer because the doctor did recommend to help with his chemo. Uh, most, I find most um, older people who are not comfortable with the idea of medical cannabis, um, they their biggest question right out the gate and my grandfather's was the same. Like, I don't want to smoke a joint, you know, which nowadays in 2018, we have a ton of varieties of consumption and application. You know, some does never even has to touch your lips. A very diverse range of yeah. consuming this product. Yeah. And I didn't know that of course, until I had, a, had to find that, you know, um, for my grandfather. So, and then after that, you know, a couple years go by and then I did, you know, work at a dispensary, um, which ha- has brought me even more knowledge, um, definitely about, you know, methods of the method, mostly about the methods of production with most of these products, um, which alters potency, um, also, um, the quality of it, whether it's being infused with anything that might p- be potentially toxic, you know, it is a new market and unfortunately there's not a whole bunch of standards. So you really want to know, you know, what's kind of a, a safer go-to if you're unsure about one thing. Um, one of the concerns that I, I've had throughout the thoughts in my head is uh, what do they do about pesticides? Well, I mean, right now I do not believe there's a ton of regulation. Of course, I don't know like the exact uh, specifications for the state in particular, but um, I, I think they follow just kind of standard USDA rules, which is you know, no, you know, there are certain chemicals and pesticides that are just banned outright. And I think they kind of uh, adhere more, no, normally to that. I was actually, um, that was actually one of the things I reported on when I was working for Cannabis Newsbox. And that's actually one of the big issues in the um, legal weed community is that in very big states like uh, big cannabis states like Nevada and um, California, there aren't really any, the, FDA actually doesn't want to get involved yeah. um, too much with cannabis because it's still it's illegal so on a national Exactly, and the thing is, so there's not really a lot of regulation. They don't want to regulate it because you know these pesticides because they don't want to. You know, it's just a it lot would make of make it seem like it's tape. okay if they actually started regulating it. Exactly. I, I will say though That's that the I have noticed that the states that it's been around a little bit more. They've, they've had chances to work out the kinks. They are starting to be a lot more quality control. I, I know that California just, for example, inspected a, a huge portion of the state's marijuana for quality and for toxins and things like that. And ended up having to dan- uh, uh, um, destroy tons. I heard that they've, uh, they've started regulating the packaging as well to include yeah. specific aspects of the production of yeah, like pesticides used and things like that. So, yeah, pesticides definitely a big concern. And my whole thing is just research the grower. Most most growers that are proud to uh, for how they're they're cultivating their crop, you know, they'll they'll be very transparent in that. Um, and they'll they're usually be priced a little bit higher. Unfortunately, you know, right now that's just you know. Isn't the, it kind uh, of sad that we have to pay for quality, quality control? Right? <laughs> so that should be something expected. You know, one of the uh, the dispensary that I worked like, at, one of the cheaper brands that we had, and actually, I think they just had like a huge chemical fire where they had chemical <laughs> solvents near their near their marijuana. I actually know what company fire. you're talking about, and my friend who actually works for that unnamed company, um, we think it's an insurance fraud case. No. Like, well, but so maybe, that's me. <laughs> but I mean, that just goes to show you normally uh, maybe one that you would be paying some kind of ridiculous uh, amount for, they're, they're probably not going to have solvents that are 
flying around or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anything. So, yeah. And, um, like you were saying, uh, when it comes to pesticides, Arizona, um, just coming from a personal standpoint, since about like 2011, 2012, that's actually kind of when the um, cannabis standards kind of started to raise because there was a few dispensaries like around the valley that were selling moldy weed. Yeah. Um, and even though really? we may not have solid laws that um, kind of hold accountability, there are growers in Arizona that kind of hold each other accountable that, right. you know, and experienced patients like ourselves, we kind of know which dispensaries to go to, to, I, you know, avoid... Again, they're going to be very transparent. Mm -hmm. They will advertise the fact that they are proud, the, you know, that they're being very personal, that they're curating it with ethics and, you know, so it, it, again, research it. Cheap weed is great, but not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great in a pinch. But now a real quick note on you. I mentioned like dealing with the cops. I will say something about the receipt that, one of the biggest things that cops will look for um, re regarding a products, especially like if they assume you've or, or they think you might be left a dispensary is there's a reason why dispensaries close the bag before you leave. Um, and it's cops will look to see if that opening has been damaged. Um, and that gives them, that will give them probable cause. So same concept as having like an open bottle of liquor in your exactly. car. Exactly. Yeah. Don't have your open weed in the car. Yeah. People ask me that, that a lot sense. of times when they talked about dispensary, like, oh, you get a smoke all day. And I'm like, I guess, but I also worked at a bar and I didn't drink all day. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> so it would be really counterproductive from even just like a business or from me personal standpoint, I don't want to work <laughs> you know, if I'm smoking. <laughs> Yeah, makes me kind of lazy. Sure, makes no. me not really care about um, selling things. Like I'm, I'm, I'd be <laughs> mostly like, man, you gotta try this. Just take it. Okay, they get, they have tons of money. Don't worry about it. Just take it. <laughs> so I, I just want to share. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Just sharing. That's why we pass it. <laughs> so now that we're talking about smoking, I thought I would move on to the segment where um, I kind of want to just pretend to be Doug Benson and, you know, like I'm getting, I'm going to give a shout out <laughs> to getting Doug with high. But anywho, um, we're actually going to demonstrate some of the applications of uh, medical cannabis. You know, we are both patients and, um, you know, we can legally do that. So in this private residence, we are going to bring out a, um, some bud. This is called Faux Lotto. So, oh, yep, right over there, actually. Faux Lotto. This is... Um, from Trike or Trike Black Label. I do not know how to pronounce that, and they are not my sponsor at all. I need more money, though, so if you want to sponsor <laughs> me, please do that. But um, Trike, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, and this was supposed to be an eighth, but obviously I've uh, smoked it. So um, this is actually... <laughs> This is actually a hybrid, and um, this is one of their cheaper varieties because I like rolling blunts. Can we get a close-up on that? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. I mean, it is just... This is like Home Shopping Network. It is... Uh, <laughs> you could buy this in installments of uh, $25.99. <laughs> no, but really, it's a hybrid. I prefer hybrids because I like that both sativa and indica. Yeah. Um, what would you say the difference between indica and sativa is, Randy? Well, I mean, they do say indica is into couch. <laughs> uh, sativa is, I think, a little bit more. Uh, the sativa dominant strains, um, I think, tend to affect you psychologically more, um, whereas indica would tend to affect you physically a little bit more. So maybe with an indica, you might feel a little bit more slumpier, whereas a sativa, you feel a little bit higher in your head, you know. So, but again, the, that's also negligible. Some people will say there's not much difference at all between the two of them. I agree with you. I like hybrids because I prefer 
kind of both effects. So I'd rather kind of have both of them at the same time. Because you used to party. You like to just have everything coming at you. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, you can pinpoint it. But that's when things like, you know, if you want to get like a concentrate of one thing, that's where maybe I, I think it would be <laughs> more beneficial. I recently watched a Vox episode that was talking about the uh, the cannabis industry and how, how everything is currently operated and regulated and everything and they they said that the marijuana from 30 years ago is like 90 percent less potent than current uh thc levels and there is almost no regulation so it's very difficult to actually know exactly what you're getting and how potent it is and honestly the most most people will ask like what's the thc levels in in this particular strain what people don't realize yes obviously thc is a very specific com uh cannabinoid that has a very specific effect however the benefit of weed and we've all known we've known this since the 60s is it's a full flower effect right well, i've only known since like well okay high school what, 1994 <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've, known since, you've known since the 60s haven't you yes uh, i have uh, been around the block a few when times when you were in the grateful dead and their touring band okay, i, I haven't head. known around since the 60s i just like to make that clear i was not alive then <laughs> it's not in this current body you survived the aids crisis randy you know, it was, I, th- uh, I think we're all millennials, correct? Yes, so, yes, we are. <laughs> whatever the whatever the millennial means this week, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that specific range we may fit in. But I mean, it, it, I think I personally think the benefits of weed come from a full flower effect, which you know takes in all of the cannabinoids, not just THC, but all, you know also CBD. Um, that what I think it's like THCOH or whatever the one, the THC variety that's stored in the fat lipids of your body. Um, I don't actually know if it's THCOH. I just went for the record. I can <laughs> um, and then check. there's all, uh, another cannabinoid as well, but it's the combination of all of those in the plant that gives us the great feeling that we feel or, or the benefit f- from its medical use. Um, so, Th- if you're looking for something pure THC, then, you know that's because you want to just feel the high. You, you know. And Are so you uh, referring to 11 hydroxy THC? Uh, yes, I believe that's the fat lipid. The fat lipids. I think that's one that's sort of the fat lipids of your body. And in the uh, material department of uh, what I was doing while they were talking about the science, um, <laughs> <laughs> as in grinding up weed, this is actually a grinder um, from Graffiti Shop, which is a local shop. This was made by a local machinist um, from Tempe, who I'm not sure of his name, but he made this grinder. has some very nice teeth right here. Oh, oh my goodness. What am I? I'm shaking. <laughs> but here is um, the teeth. Very nice teeth. Um, we also have a nice glass piece here, which has been donated by Tyler and gang. And, um, this is Brandy actually donated this Brandy. You're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. <laughs> um, that is a song. Um, yes. from two generations before. You. Yes. But anywho, <laughs> grinders are kind of used like ingredients to grind up anything. Um, we put it in this uh, bowl right here and we also have we, a card if you need, we are going to smoke it. Oh, we also have a card too. Jesus. Look at that. Um, uh, it looks any- like you've already loaded the no, bowl there. Oh, okay. <laughs> to give you a little more um, tips, though, this is a dime bag. Well, this is a great purchase right here. Um, I stand by this brand because essentially it is a bag that 
keeps all the smells out. It's very uh, has a lot of heavy material inside, and no one will even know that weed is there unless you're me. And you know, just this bag has been well used. <laughs> Not to be confused with the dime bag that you pick up from the. Exactly. This is more tongue in Inconspicuous right. person right, that right, you right. buy weed from. Yeah, and you know, this is also where I keep my cheap weed too for rolling blunts. Um, <laughs> oh goodness! But yeah, let me take out our oh, unlucky. There's branding on it. That oh is a dis- that is a dispensary, a local dispensary. Yes, that is a local dispensary, not affiliated with anyone here. <laughs> <laughs> Oasis sponsor us. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I shall, this is going to be the introductory light. Um, as you can see, this is a very nice, this is actually a modern bong. To give you a little history of bongs right here, this is more scientific, and that's been more popular through the 90s up until present. Um, you have kind of two percolators right here that kind of smooth out the smoke. And this is actually an ash catcher, but a modern version of the ash catcher that you could actually put water in. I have some classic, more rounded ash catchers at my house, which are more traditional and more for um, cleanliness than, you know, actual function. Let's give them more. Oh, yes. So this piece comes off. This is the ash catcher that he's talking about. And then this itself is the bowl. So this attaches in. And yes, this is a very common, um, this is a definitely a nice piece that you would find at your um, experienced stoner's house. And uh, <laughs> look at this, look at this octopus, man. It's like, a great it octopus. Costs, I actually appreciate it. The piece itself, just the piece without uh the ash catcher and the bowl was two hundred dollars, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know why I chuckled to that. <laughs> a well taken care of, you know, nice bong like that, you're gonna get a lot of mileage out of. So, watch this. If you fill up the ash catcher and then take a hit, like if if you fill in this chamber. You filled it up too much. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to pass this to the uh, right. And um, what they're going to experience is they're going to experience both the effects of uh, um, sativa and indica. Well, at least that's what the label says. <laughs> oh, I am, uh, for the record, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Uh, yes. So this is one of the most traditional ways to smoke, bud. The bong. Um, is this guy's? Is this your favorite way to like? Do you smoke out of this often? Yeah, probably daily. Mm. I'm actually more of a pipe person. Um, this is. We have an elephant pipe. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite pipe right here. Um, this is commonly sold at the graffiti shop. Very small, you know. Basic. Traditional spoon pipe. Yeah. For well, the you know. I'm a girl on the go. I gotta, you know, <laughs> I gotta, if I gotta go, I gotta go. If I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing like Mae West to really liven everything up. <laughs> yes. So, I, you know, some modern varieties of the classic pocket pipe, by the way, are, are really impressive. A lot of them now are being made with metal and flat to where they f- kind of unfold into something. Oh, really? I would, I would really recommend maybe looking at, there's a lot of really interesting craftsmanship coming out. Um, there's a uh, little inconspicuous lipstick pipes. Sure. You can what? just take oh, the yeah. lid off and then load the bowl. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. And we've so come a long equipment. way from punching a, a dent into a tin can uh, and stabbing it with the safety pin. Yeah. I smoked yeah, out of a lemon. That's how you get <laughs> Alzheimer's. <laughs> I'm looking forward to <laughs> it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
lead paint. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, smoking aluminum. Yeah. Mm. That was, uh, you know, when I was in high school, that was my method. That was my method of consumption. It was mine, too. I hope I don't have health yeah, uh, effects definitely. from that. <laughs> I mean, that's another reason why I support legalization, though, so much. Because then we do get stuff like this where it's like, this is not not a tin can. This is way better to smoke <laughs> than... It's a lot more pure. Yeah. And if you want to hear some political tomfoolery, we actually almost got it. Yeah, we almost got it on the Arizona ballot um, for legalization twice. We have almost done it twice. But here's the thing. This time, so they passed a law last election cycle that pretty much you need more signatures as a citizen's force or, you know, kind of like a organization to actually get something on the ballot, which makes people like us have a harder time getting, you know, public causes they care about. They're essentially, the government of Arizona is essentially punishing us because, um, we essentially voted in medical cannabis and people were, you know, the politicians were not oh, happy man. about it. So, um, yep, that's kind of where we're at right now is that, you know, we're just waiting on it. But Arizona There's... does ha- have some great dispensaries. Okay, so what is this exactly? This is a, um, this little syringe here is um, a two to one um, RSO. That's a Rick Simpson oil. Rick Simpson oil is just a method of extraction. Um, I know it looks sketchy. Yes. It, well, and the reason they do put it in a syringe is so that you have the ability to take measured in increments. Okay. I mean, it's marked with milliliter um, and cc's measurements. So if, for example, you, you, know, you are utilizing this as a medicated product then, and you need to take one cc a day, you know, you have the capabilities of doing that. But the uh, two to one means that there's two times as much CBD as there is THC. Um, so you're going to definitely see the effects of CBD a, a lot more than a lot more than um, the TD- THC. And CBD is ca- a little counter counteractive to THC, too. So you get a nice mellow physical high and uh cbd is a compound of the um it's a cannabinoid yes it's a it's a cannabinoid part of the uh marijuana compound which essentially it's a it's similar to thc in substance but it doesn't actually get you in quotes high it is something that has medical benefits and that um there still are studies going on about the medical benefits of cbd all of them have been positive but as you know it's still in early research and um it's been known to uh, help with arthritis um cancer like I said, take this with a grain of salt and do the research yourselves because there are many studies, but it's still ongoing. The, I mean, the biggest, the most prominent um, thing that uh, the medical community seemed to focus on is CBD is oddly um, helpful with seizures. And seizures are kind of like a weird, you know, brain thing and, and all, you know, brain things, I, I, I guess, would probably be a little bit more difficult to solve. And directly, <laughs> uh, I've seen controversy... Uh, within the past couple of years with parents using CBD on their children and then the government getting involved like in, uh, in I believe, England and Australia, it's been an issue. I'm uh, not sure about the U.S. Well, the sad part is is about those so. um, about those cases that you mentioned. Even though that you know you you'll see the news article that says, "Oh, this boy in Australia," and you know these isolated cases all around the world, you know, managed to pass a law which helps them. They actually still aren't getting you know the the real help that them and people like them actually need. And there's like a scare around weed, so that that 
thing around CBD, you know, it really, it just really gets people going. Um, I just wanted to say though, when he said about what he was talking about seizures, um, it is also directly related to muscle spasms. Yeah. Um, people with Parkinson's, there's a lot of videos of people with Parkinson's who use CBD and it really just, you know, kind of halts that shaking. That tremor. And CBD again is more of a physical cannabinoid. So that's why I, I think it, it's kind of helpful to mellow and regulate as opposed to allowing your body's like you know chaos but so if you get incredibly stoned on thc uh-huh. and then you use cbd would it stop muscle spasms that happen if you, you get too high do you get muscle spasms? i have had okay a All few right, times so yes. actually cbd is actually it's like an anxiety attack if i get too high okay yeah yeah so cbd is like um yeah it, it's actually count it does kind of counteract thc um is that because of the potency pot, potency i think it's just the, the current? i think it's the different um receptors you know in your body i just think interesting i think maybe cbd's because it is maybe more of like a regulatory like mellow out body thing i don't know i think that's why it kind of brings you down i'm not a scientist so that's probably wildly inaccurate but i mean <laughs> if i had to guess that um it, it, uh, I have heard advice before that if you do feel like you're too high um, and, it, and you do start to get anxiety to take something that is pure, you know, a CBD extract. And of course, CBD is legal, um, but I actually, in certain isn't states, it not, uh, isn't it not currently legal in Arizona? Didn't they just pull it? It's they tried to, but they actually still sell like they actually still sell them in most like liquor stores, smoke shops. There's a lot of yeah. places that could legally sell CBD because the thing is, is that the law hasn't actually passed yet. It's been written and they're talking about it. Well, and there's also like a scare on concentrates as well. Again, it's just about, you know, unfortunately, we're still we're in baby legalization. So everything we're still battling misinformation yeah. heavily. Um, but now as far as the Rick Simpson oil, you can take it edibly. Um, you can put this under your tongue. It doesn't taste like, um, terrible, but I guess it tastes probably how you expect. I feel like we've all maybe smoked a joint and like it's gotten a little close and you had that kind of resiny taste. Like ashy burnt weed. (laughs) Well, I would say more like resiny, I guess. Resiny syrup. (coughs) Yes, but um, that was from coffee. So you can squeeze any amount under your tongue if you'd like to take, uh, if you'd like to try that. And for good hope of doing it, um, I'm going to on the tongue. Oh yeah, you can do it on. I put it under the tongue um, because I don't want to taste it. (laughs) I'm going to do under the tongue as you would see demonstrated right here. Take off the little stopper right here, and I'm going to put that there, and you will see the bottom of my tongue. Hold on, how do I do this? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, it kind of tastes like um, if you put Vaseline in your mouth yeah. and you instantly feel it. Um, you know, it's, you said this was more CBD, correct? It's a, yeah, it's a two to one CBD. Okay. And yeah, and I love CBD. Um, it's something that I use to calm down and that sometimes I prefer over THC. I mean, you know, as much as I love to get stoned, I have to be a functional, you know, functional yeah. uh, medical cannabis I like user. I a functional, a functional stoner. Wow. That was immediate. Mm, I know it's it's and you know what's funny is it's not the worst tasting it's just weird with texture it kind of just eliminated my high yeah and then you'll start my to other high and now I'm body high. yeah you'll start to like feel I mean for me I still feel stoned but at the same time like it, it kind of leveled it out like I feel like right now like I'm not just gonna sit here staring at Randy like <laughs> <laughs> even though I mean I would understand <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's, I, I mean, that's just another, Rick Simpson oil is kind of similar in other concentrates uh, as well. It's just, Rick, it's named after the man who kind of made a, a nice refined um, variety of extraction. It was made during a time when um, concentrates weren't that big, and it the right. bigger thing was hash, which hash takes an extremely long time to make, and it's really not that efficient and really not always pure. Um, so, you know, Rick Simpson oil was kind of like that early save savior, I guess you would say. Right, and its potency is is nice and high. Um, that's going to vary, but you'll find potency for Rick Simpson oil can you know get up to eighty five percent, which is like a crazy. That's a crazy potency. Mo when you smoke just flower weed, that's the potency at that. It's usually around twenty five to thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. <laughs> Here's my med card for legal purposes. <laughs> my name is Logan Larry Rasmussen. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that's all, yes. It's all your personal information, your date of birth. Well, they're not going to like close up on it, but you know, I think it's, it's, it's like putting a warning at the, you know, beginning of a television show, but at the same time, there actually is laws protecting us from um, being prosecuted, I believe. Um, not authorized to cultivate. Yeah, I don't fucking cultivate. Right. I thought there was... You have to... You have to apply. You have to jump road. through a lot yes. of hoops and another a couple fees. <sighs> yeah, a couple. They're more like yeah, a couple like five hundred dollar fees. Sure. It's like it's very expensive, and you know, there's a lot of red. Honestly, you have to be really passionate about cannabis or have a leg in it first before you start working in the industry above you know like management or something small like that, because it's like you know it's. It's not only already established by a lot of people who've had power before cannabis became legal, but it, there's so much money to invest with not a lot of payout because you're going to be taxed to hell, especially in Arizona. I mean, uh, there's rumors that dispensaries can't use banks. Oh, yes. That is not even a rumor. That is a fact. Yeah, like, um, it's, it, Because banks um, and credit card transactions are federal with the federal government yeah it is considered and because marijuana is still schedule one it would it is considered drug money um so So the government can take your money if you own a dispensary correct they can limit they can take all your money if it's in a bank so there are banks popping up obviously you know since there's a demand there's banks popping up that are capable of handling that that's cool but that's why you're generally not going to find any place that's gonna let you use a credit card you know for example Definitely. Yeah. And um, I actually know somebody uh, personally who, you know, he's a very well, well, a family man who decided to invest in cannabis. And because Franz Floyd, Floyd, there we go. Felipe Franz Floyd. I'll figure that out. <laughs> and we're back. Woo! Uh, oh my goodness! And after that CBD, we are just increasingly just feeling it. So um, more and more milk. <laughs> yes. Let us actually move on to that wax vape because I'm eager to to try this out. So tell right. us about this rant. Tell us, Randy Rice, <laughs> like the food. Randy Rice, like the food. Spanish or stir fry or. White like rice, thirty second. Um, so obviously, there's a lot of co- concentrates now coming out. We've 
you know, there's shatter. There's plenty of different varieties and names shatter, crumble, different butter, textures, essentially, textures. but the same result. And sometimes extraction methods or purities. Um, Moon rocks. Sure. Tons of different uh, varieties of extraction out there. This is a, a pen. So um, this is just, you need to be able to heat and then smoke the vapors of concentrates in order to, you know, consume it. Um, This, some people utilize things like this, this dab rig, where you would put the concentrate, heat it with a torch or a lighter, and then smoke the vapor, similar to a bong or a pipe. Um, This is just simply a a more modern version. <laughs> the cat is playing. So the cat is actually playing with um, what is inside here. <laughs> Those are coils, and essentially, it is a battery which heats up a set of coils and vaporizes the concentrate yeah. inside, like kind of like a vape. And I'm sure we all know what, what vapes vape, do. Uh, yeah, do you vape, bro? Uh, you know, I vape do. Vape life. Hashtag <laughs> vape life. <laughs> um, I like it. It, you know, it's discreet. Obviously, um, it's very easy to use. Um, and, and yeah, Logan was right. It just, you, once you put the concentrate in there, it has little metal coils, um, that are wrapped around ceramic rods. Um, um, that superheats the concentrate and you can smoke it. So let's see. I will little tip. Don't overpack the wax ever like yeah. that. will so I, you, there's very easy ways you could break your vape and, um, you know, have to buy more coils for them. And that includes, you know, um, overpacking it or, you know, kind of just, um, being, don't be reckless. You really should only in pens like this and also um, vaporizer uh, pens that utilize flour like this one. You should really only put in what you intend to smoke in that one session. That utilizes flour. Holy crap. Can I see that? Holy. Hmm. Now this, I'm going to try this out. Wow. (laughs) I'll go. So I went ahead and started um, the concentrate pen. It has a a little gauge on there. I don't know if you can see. Um, It's an air vent. So you can um, you can adjust the airflow of your intake. Some the more air you're gonna get in, maybe the less you'll feel the smoke. But it also s- tends to splatter a little bit more on, on inside the chamber, which isn't really good. And you just hold the button down and inhale, just similar to a vape pen. How do you turn this on, so Randy? So it's like a carb. Um, the wait, the carb. You mean the uh, airflow? Yeah. Uh, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't need to pinch it off or anything like that. It just, it controls the amount of air that's being pulled into the chamber as you suck. Okay. Um, and you just hold the button and uh, take a hit and you want to take nice, long, slow draws. It's very strong. So, so is this like the equivalent of the, the dab? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of a dab. dab. It's a smoother, uh, more people, you know, people who are lighter smokers are just looking for a lighter hit, you know, typically you go with that. Um, I don't know. I'll just, I'll consume it any way possible. Why not try it? You know? So that one takes a minute to heat up. Oh yeah, no problem. And, um, this one's actually pretty interesting. This is a used for flour. Um, I actually haven't had a flour vape in a very long time, which is why it surprises me. I'm not going to experience so far with dry herb vapes is they don't work very well. I'm not, I actually haven't tried this one, which is why I'm eager. Um, (laughs) that one you have to pull. I mean, it, it, you're right. So they're they're more for convenience and style or whatever. But with that one, you you do need to take like a really nice, big, deep pull. Um, otherwise, you're, you know, it will be kind of a lighter hit. Some are the newer, some of the newer ones don't really have that problem. Um, but 
um, concentrate pens are really the ones that are going to give you like the really nice big hit right. without having to you <laughs> like suck super hard. Little tagline. I would never ever recommend buying vapes that are mixed use. Like if they say that they could do, they have settings for weed and wax. That means that they're going to do half the job of each inefficiently. So right. usually if you're going to do concentrate, just buy a concentrate pen. If you're gonna just if you want flower buy like buy I would suggest buy a higher end flower pen because those they're just they just work they work more like a campfire vaporizing the weed than with like a concentrate it's just different. <laughs> so the uh, I guess there's like a individual uh, concentrates that you can buy at dispensaries yeah. and you can attach them to like a battery pen like a, a much thinner version is that the same thing? Um, yeah, that's going to have a concentrate inside, um, a live resin concentrate, um, which is going to be a little bit more fluid. This particular, yeah, let's show that. Yeah. This particular, um, concentrate pen is used for the harder, um, concentrates like crumble and shatter, um, uh, butter, but live, uh, you could still put a more liquid resin like that in here, but it's more built for the... Oh, what well, what are you doing? What, what are you holding it to us? Like, do you want us to smoke it, or are you just? Oh, saying... I'm showing it for the camera. Oh, oh, I was like, <laughs> I'll I'll go ahead and um I'll also show you some um concentrate pens have nice little features like this on the bottom. It stores your oh on the bottom it'll store your uh concentrates. Do I just suck cool. this or? Yep, just like a, give it a nice hard pull, and I'll go ahead and show. I'll go ahead and take a hit of this too. very light smoke as you could see um you know this vaporizes differently you're gonna have a not always as thick smoke as the concentrate so there you go and you want to just hold hold the button down with that. i prefer concentrate you want to try that? wait i hold the button down nope no then you just pull <sighs> <coughs> It that, is pretty light. It's pretty light. And that's also a few years old as well. So Do you have to rip it pretty hard? Yeah, you have to pull really big, deep. And you also can feel that the, the flower pen feels really hot, whereas that one, it's built to where it has kind of a, it could handle a more cooling heat. chamber. Yeah, you. it's not going to feel super hot. You might want to oh, hold you, a little bit, but draw and slow. And make sure you're holding the button down on that one. Right here? Yeah. 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 Uh, cough right into the mic. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. And what what did you say was in there? <laughs> Some kind of cookies? Um. So, what I put in um in this, I put a little bit of shatter. Uh, it's gonna be a, I put a hybrid shatter in there. <coughs> I I actually do think it was a Girl Scout cookie shatter. Um. And then um as well, I put um a little wa waffles and syrup, which is a new product that we <coughs> carried at a dispensary, um, which is a crumble that is then topped with a live rosin. So it kind of gives like a, <coughs> it hits strong, huh? It's, it's like a dab for sure. Brought to you by coffee. <coughs> the worst parts about 
dabs is always the throat stuff. Right, right, right. <clears throat> Con- when you smoke, look, the co- the potency of concentrates is just so high right. that um, it's a one and you you're done. It, yeah, when you hit it, it's a lot, a, a lot to take, especially if you're not the, utilized. The point of a dab is so you don't have to smoke as much of this. Right. You just take one. With with just uh, herb, you you can take like multiple hits and not have the same effect. But Especially some, if you're a seasoned smoker. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I've, I've been smoking flour for such a long time, and even I can only do like one or two hits of a dab before I need to take a break. <laughs> it's just very potent. And, you know, a, a lot of the concentrates nowadays, you are getting up to 95% potency, which is, you know, that's crazy. Especially, you know, you say back in the 60s, it was probably more like they're smoking at 10% potency. <laughs> they're yeah. smoking bushes. Right. Yeah. Shrubbery. Shrubbery. <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh, God, I feel bad. They're th- get a th- I'm, I'm not dissing you, oh, yeah. senior no, citizens. A- no, we're no ageists here. Uh, but, yes, um, so what is your guys' favorite way of consumption? Uh, I definitely like this, this uh, concentrate pen. It's sure. definitely my favorite way. Um, it's pretty inconspicuous. I do not have a med card, so this is a lot more... There's a lot more at stake for me just smoking so just like one or two hits from this and i get pretty stoned yeah i like I'm, the. i'm not a uh like an all day smoke all the time kind of stoner either maybe like every day but once a day yeah. at nighttime yeah she's she's the all day every day kind of stoner. oh thank god you're making me <laughs> feel comfortable yeah i'm i'm like you i don't smoke all day but I don't smoke all day every day. <laughs> I can, but it's <laughs> it's it becomes no? pretty intense. Yeah. Like going up and down and up and down. Also, yeah. I like I, I enjoy the cost effectiveness of having my tolerance still be kinda low. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that as well. I'm on a budget, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, honestly, I've, I kind of w- went through a phase where I had a lot of bongs and even my parents knew about them. I just love like the art of them. And, yeah. but at the same time, I didn't take care of them well. Um, for the last few years, I've just been sticking to tried and true pipes and, um, I love blunts, but, um, they're not very good for you. You know, not recommended. I just, you know, I like that. I was sadly somebody who was addicted to tobacco <laughs> once upon a time. Uh, don't feel bad for me. Seriously. Don't. Um, but yeah, no one intended to, but yeah, tried and true, you know, nothing gets better than the pipe for me. Portable on the go working girl featuring Harrison Ford. You know, are you a glass? Are you, do you prefer glass pipe? Are you, uh, Oh, we're getting, Ooh, yeah. I want specifics. (laughs) Pretty much. I just enjoy like spoon pipes like this kind of, you know, very traditional style. Um, I'm not very, I'm not very picky anymore by the quality of glass because I kind of just need something that works and I can't be investing money in things like this that, you know, I mean, some people can and that's their passion, but I got, I got other shit going on that, you know, it's not, it's not worth it in my book, but you know, sharing is caring. I'm always willing to, you know, share my bud with friends and anyone and you know, the pipe is good for sharing unless you have cold sores. (laughs) (laughs) I guess most of the smokable ways are good for cold, short, uh, cold sore, cold, short, cold sore sharing. (laughs) I like edibles. I think that would be my favorite. 
I appreciate the art of making edibles. And I, lately I've been trying to get into more interesting edibles. I made ice cream sandwiches um, <laughs> that were peanut uh, almond butter and strawberry jelly in between a chocolate cookie. And the ice cream was at an edible and the cookies were an edible. We recently had a manicotti with okay. bread. The sauce was made with butter. The, the noodles were made with butter. The bread was made with butter. It was like a full lasagna. Oh my that's Jesus great. Christ! With weed butter? Yes. Oh my! What the hell? Like that's an <laughs> that's a hearty dinner. I and think we have those cookies right there. Those were also made with butter. Oh uh, yeah, and I've just kind of just been eating them. I'm, so <laughs> this was made by someone's grandmother, who I will not disclose because of protection rights and services. But man, these cookies are freaking good. I I don't know the potency. That's well, not yeah. how that was made, but I don't want to clarify because that's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I just that was, that just came out of my ass, but yeah. I find edibles to be like, you know, there. This is a huge market, and there's like a lot of exploration and innovation. But um, edibles are like the the artist the artistic one that I'm interested in because they're thinking, you know, they're finding ways of extracting just the scent and just the flavor of of marijuana and it, it, with no THC, no no cannabinoids at all, and just adding it for flavor. You know, dripping it onto foods. And you need like a culinary background because there was a phase where um, my friend had a Mr. Magic Butter kind of, um, it, it was pretty much sure. like a jerry-rigged rice cooker that, you know, could make different, um, make different um, butters out of lipids and all that. And um, we used to use this butter and I didn't really know anything about cooking. The cookie, the cookies I made were potent, but they tasted horrible. And, um, it's yeah, like, I, some pretty bad ones. Yeah. Exactly. You have to, you know, you have to, it helps if you're, you know, you're, you know, Taste Judy, savvy. Judy in the fucking kitchen, you know, that whole thing. Judy? I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't really have a good reference I, for, I mean, Julia Childs is that the reference? You know what? That could be a reference. I was just throwing something out there. I'm a big Julia Childs fan. <laughs> I, you know, I definitely own the art of French cooking. Tell us about cooking and weed. There's a Netflix TV series called yeah. uh, Cooking on High, mm. and they have these chefs, these professional chefs competing with these people coming in to taste the food. Uh, I think there's actually a few culinary ones on Netflix. Um, there's Yeah, there's that one. I, if you want a cooking, a really good uh, cooking with weed show on Hulu, there's um, it's called uh, Bong Appetit. And they kind of, all they're doing is exploring, like, they smoke salmon, but it's smoked with, like, bong smoke. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> like a vapor. So it, you're... How extra. Yeah. And um, they're making, like, uh, gr- jalapeno green tea turmeric ice cream. And they have THC liquid. They've actually made a, ju- been juicing fresh marijuana plants. And they drop the juice into liquid nitrogen, which makes little little frozen balls of juiced weed and then like putting it on dots? ice cream. Yeah. Like dipping dots and putting it on ice, other uh, ice cream. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> Edibles are a fascinating that is a long field. process. Yeah. But I would check it out. It's really cool. I feel like I'm on the office, like just the, just the, <laughs> the moving camera. And I'm just like expressing to it. Like, I can't believe you he get, said that. You get My it camera like op does op- not like how that show was filmed. Oh, that's hilarious. I appreciate a casual zoom look to camera. In it. <laughs> hey, if you're B. Arthur, you could work the close up. She, you know, she she had it. She had it. 
be Arthur. Yeah, be Arthur, dude. I watched the finale of the Golden Girls recently, but that's not... Should I, we talk about that? I know. <laughs> Look, all I'm going to say is the way Golden Girls handled social issues was so fascinating. It's worth revisiting occasionally. Rose gets AIDS. <laughs> she got AIDS. <laughs> it's a crazy episode. Oh, my goodness. Like, And they kind of, like, they kind of interpret these social events in a positive way for the 1980s, where it's kind of like your misinformed mom getting the wrong idea about feminism <laughs> and expressing herself in very odd ways. And that's kind of what the writing is. Like, since the... Um, since the creator of the show, Susan Harris, she had like some kind of uh, some kind of um, pain disease, and so she wrote it into the show. And B. Arthur has like three episodes where she has a gambling addiction, a pain disease, and another pain disease. It's like, oh yeah, B. Arthur as in Dorothy. Context. You also, know so much about this. Also, when I Blanche's know. brother um, came and visited and brought his his friend uh, and said that they were going to be together, their partners for life. But the two men never touched in the entire episode, not once. That's gay baiting, you know. Yeah. They're just. I just love how they handle social issues and poor people, and uh, I don't know. And it was always with Sophia with the poor people. Like, they always took the oldest old lady who's, like, you know, rough around the edges to feel bad for just weirdos on a bench. And, you know, it's just, it's just very preachy episodes, like Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if they were all old women. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am not very familiar with the show. Oh, I'm sorry. Probably, I'm pro- I feel like I'm just for rambling at you now. Oh, no. <laughs> this is about your thoughts, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Or our high thoughts. But it's about your thoughts, too. Thoughts. Like, you want to you wanna fight? Let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, there, there needs to be some, uh, like, where's the reality aggression? Like, somebody needs to get angry because of all the weed and just tip it over, you Man, know? That's not why that we're great. <laughs> I have never once been an angry stoned. I know. I've been angry drunk, but never angry stoned. Tequila yeah. makes me angry, but I don't drink that that much because drinking is bad. I actually do not drink that much. And when I do, I drink gin and water because it is healthy and semi-hydrating. That's right. I, I drink that. wine because I'm classy that's right wait <laughs> red or white uh combination don't don't drink white ever <laughs> <laughs> i have a, i have really bitter taste i mean i do drink my coffee black so i definitely like you know like cabs and stuff did you uh so this was your first time to, with the concentrate pen uh of that caliber yeah yes it's it's Pretty, I, I like I I always feel old um, when I use when I use dab rigs. Um, I don't know why. Probably because there's so many moving parts. So, you know, you have to heat this thing, and then you put the thing back on, and then you have it's to just put yeah, the there's, blowtorch aspect is where I kind of draw the line. I mean, you that's know, kind it's of butane, right? It's kind of I don't well, know. That's that's one aspect, but you're just you just like have an open flame. You're like this is normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this is a common butane torch also used. I uh, Like, no offense to anybody work. that does it. <laughs> no. It looks I, cool as fuck. I wish I was better at it, but that's why I said, like, it makes me feel old. Like, I, my, my I'm mature just brain science can't over here this with an open flame. Young person game. You know, there's a lot of people who spend, um, like, about two or, like, upwards $70 on these e-rigs where, you know, they just, and they leave it on all day plugged in where there's just a rig <laughs> constantly hot for dabs. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And, you know, the people who have this are probably the people who are either making or selling wax because they just have so much available to them, you know, have legal Have you ever seen, like, caretakers. a huge 
huge ball of rosin or concentrate or anything? No. Can you uh, clarify for the the podcast, what is rosin? Because I'm always a little confused on that. Um, I think it's just another method of extraction. Um, It's just another variety of concentrates. Rosin is a pretty popular method because it tends to be very pure. And I think, if I remember correctly, I think it's a CO2 extraction, which a lot of other concentrates might utilize butane. And I, I don't know. I trust CO2. Yeah, I don't like butane, butane either. <laughs> so I think I think that's how that is. But. I sell butane and butane accessories. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of King of the Hill. <laughs> it's It's been a rough few weeks. <laughs> that is a good show. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it brings you to, it brings me down to reality. But oh God, um, sorry, I don't know why I derailed it. To this. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I appreciated his cameo in um, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead uh, Do America also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to the rosin. My my context, I guess, is uh, like violin rosin. It's like a, oh, yeah, yeah. a brick of like tree sap just hardened. I know rosin's really thick, like sap. Um, I don't know. It, I've definitely seen large, really large rosin balls on mostly online but um just because i i don't know it's appealing to have it in a large quantity what's next for weed what products do you think that they're gonna do it next time i don't i think i don't know i think i was just kind of being sarcastic in the sense that i feel like there's just so many ways to consume weed now that like um is there a future uh product being discussed about so consumption what, <laughs> i mean i don't know if, i just recently put pure thc crystals on top of bowls for the first time um before smoking like on top of flower bowls and that's kind of a newer thing that pure thc crystalline the company i worked for sold suppositories thc yeah. suppositories <laughs> and now listen to this they would call our customer service line and complain <laughs> that the, that the suppositories yeah. made their ass burn but that's not the funny part the funny part is if they really took suppositories and needed this they would have already known that all suppositories pretty much burn i know from experience so, <laughs> so these were people who literally just bought this product because they had access to it in um, New Mexico's medical marijuana and just tried it out and they got surprised. Sure. <laughs> that's a, a weird one to navigate, you know, like drugs in the butt. Are, uh, that's a weird nav- <laughs> That's a weird path to navigate. <laughs> <laughs> they can find me on... Instagram, Randy Rhinoceros is my name, um, and also I'm Randy uh, at Randy Rhinoceros on uh, Twitter too, which I'm trying to revamp my Twitter. I'm trying to be one of those. I'm look. I'm trying to build my comedy. I haven't been very funny today, but I've been. I'm trying to. I think you've been pretty funny. Revamp my comedy, um, and Twitter's a good place to practice jokes. You know. And also scream obscenities, people don't know. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is going to be the reason that, like, someday if I, like, work for bigger publications, they're going to come back to that and they're going to be like, why did you fucking just get high on camera? And I was like, and I'll have to say, why not? You know? If you wanted to try the uh, pen instead. Oh, I saw the candy. Was in there. I was like, 
Okay, so we're going to have you guys uh, plug where to find you. Oh, yeah. Okay. If I remember correctly, you did uh, Yabyum. Oh, yeah. So pretty much uh, you could find all of my publications as well as my self-published writings at loganjlr.wordpress.com. My name is Logan Larry Rasmussen. I'm a local journalist from Arizona. And right over here. Um, I am Randy Rice. Um, I am uh, an aspiring comic. And um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Randy Rhinoceros. That is no, that's a reference to zero things in my life. I've never seen a rhinoceros and I have no affiliation with them or, <laughs> or uh, love or care for a rhinoceros. But it sounded interesting and Randy Rice, my name was taken. <laughs> Did a rhinoceros harass you and then you <laughs> decided was, to like, you know, distance yourself from the rhinoceros tribe? I was, you guys, I, I was raped by a rhinoceros when I was young. Don't put that <laughs> in the podcast, please. Allegedly. Oh no, my God. No, if you God. add allegedly, it actually, legally, it's fine. Uh. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right. This concludes <laughs> Your High Thoughts, episode 11 of Your Thoughts. Things got weird, man. <laughs>